This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. to open the show being sworn at by Simon how are you sir pissed off mate <laughs> oh good lord when how's your day been okay then let's do it good morning good evening good afternoon good welcome oh <laughs> <laughs> uh... Good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or even watching our beautiful mushes from. Thank you so, so much for joining us again. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Cy via Radio Techers. I am the slightly annoyed Cy, but we'll get to the poll and what you bastards have done to me again this week in a moment, shall we? And joining me as always is the Team Extreme to my one day I win a poll dream. The Dead Man Inc. to my You All Stink for not voting for me yet again. A fella who, according to the way the votes went this week, is my family's favourite podcaster. The podfather himself, Mr. Max. I-, I hope you've had a shit week. How are we doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a really good week. Football's back. That was really entertaining. Fans are back. We had a, a great time on, on Radio Text. had an amazing uh, debate yesterday about... Uh, the, the collapse of NXT. So, yeah, I've had a really good week. It's not my fault you put up shit matches for the people to pick, unfortunately. Hey, hang on. Put up a poll on. on a poll match next time and you Wait. might actually win one. Wait, okay. <laughs> the way I try and do things is I don't try and look straight for the obvious, like the big names or anything like that. I like to find obscure matches that maybe people haven't seen before maybe i haven't seen before you know so i think that'd be interesting but then everyone votes for like the big names you know the, the whoever's the, the the rocks the austins and all this so this week i thought i need a win i'm a few shows behind what better can i link to than bret hart versus the british bulldog at SummerSlam 92 a match that so many people, including many, many people who listened to our show back in the audio-only days, including many people who are part of this show now going forward that were doing live video accompaniments to our audio, so to speak, have said is one of their favourite matches of all time. 
and yet it's still got bloody beat. What do you people want from me? <laughs> wow, wow. I think I, 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 could, I, I think I could tell you your issue now, Simon. It's okay. that you go from one extreme to the other. I mean, ironic we're talking about Team Extreme, but you go for the most obscure matches that nobody's ever heard of or would ever want to watch to one that they watch multiple times a year. I mean, everybody watches Bulldog versus Bret Hart more than once, but but you've, you've got to have that balance. You've got to kind of a mm-hmm. massage the electorate. So that that's how I did. That's what uh, I, I played my cards perfectly well, uh, and I got a full house. And it was I regret it because I would have rather have watched Bulldog versus yeah. Bret Hart. But we will get to that. Yeah, I think I mean we'll get to that shortly when we actually do get to the the wrestling portion of our wrestling podcast. But um, I think I've got a little bit of the Mandela effect with regards to this match. But we'll get to that. When we cover it, mate, we'll get to that when we cover it. How has your week been, mate? Anyway, you been all right? Yeah, I've been uh, busy in terms of content. Got another busy week coming up with our um, NXT takeover and and SummerSlam uh, coming up. So, yeah, I can't really complain. If uh, uh, the devil makes work for idle hands and all that, I suppose. Yeah, no, I understand. (laughs) I understand. Yourself? Um, Yeah, been all right, mate. Been all right, you know, working. just stuff any, like that. Any more cats in the fridge? No, no. He's a bloody nuisance, he is. It was nice today, actually. He came out. He doesn't tend to get in upstairs into the bedroom with me or anything like that anymore. Not since he's grown up a little bit and he's discovered outside. You know, sounds <laughs> like my kids, actually. My kids aren't that interested in me anymore since they've discovered outside. Um, <laughs> but Lemmy, the cat, he, there he got are a- other people, cooler yeah. people outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lemmy the cat got upstairs today and, and got on my bed with me and gave me nice cuddles for only for about a couple of minutes, but it was lovely. But I, had to, I say it was lovely. He stank, mate. He absolutely stank. Where he constantly gets in the dog's bed, he smelled like dirty, stinking, wet dog. So it was like I had a decision to <laughs> make with, I, with wet cat. <laughs> yeah, I had a decision to make. Do, do I? So I carry on enjoying this moment of affection from him because normally he's not arsed about me anymore. He's very much just goes to the wife all the time. Do I, do I carry on enjoying this, but have to fight through the stench or do I give up? But he got up and went away anyway. So yeah, that was it, mate, really. I don't believe that he wanted a hug. I think he just wanted to, to dry himself on you. Yeah, use my beard or my hair or yeah. something. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm much. like a big furry towel for him or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> um, got lots of uh, lots of action here in the chat, so let's quickly we get have. through some of uh, our Radio Techers teammate, Matt Willis, uh, waiting for us, and he's uh, being offensive at least to, to you by calling you a northerner. Uh, a bit rude. Uh, I don't take offence by that, mate. Northern people are lovely on the whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are, this one, not so there much. Are, there are certain exceptions. Shall we? But I'm not going to go into the details on that. There's no need for today, is there? So. The best Powell in the business there, giving us a, a wave. And uh, our two Daniel Brethren's, uh, Scottish Danet and, and Dan Griffin, saying hello. Um, then... Uh, we're getting a little bit of a, a debate in the chat about how uh, how your pick didn't get the the vote. Uh, I thought Brett Davy was unbeatable as well. That's why I chose mm-hmm. him. And then this is probably why Sharon, with all her multiple bot accounts, uh, <laughs> <laughs> voted. And then uh, this is a this is a great one. Um, last time Mags massaged his electorate, he was kicked out of McDonald's. Is that where his balls were dance from? Is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm never going to McDonald's. It's KFC, sir. It is KFC. Yeah. And hello, mum. Mummy Powell, how are you, Mrs. Powell? Hello, mum. I'll try and stop him from swearing. I mean, it's a hard task, but I'll try and stop him. You use that mute button far too much, to be fair. <laughs> Consider it's a show that we both do together. I, I, can I, I don't even think I've got the power to do that to you. I'm not sure. You absolutely have. <laughs> but you're not going to tell me how to do it, are you? <laughs> A little bit of context there for. So he was just about to swear. Then I just that was a that was a, a preemptive mute. A crying out loud. <laughs> Am I back yet? Can you hear me? <laughs> you are. Okay, right. Pack it in, will you? We've only got an hour or so to do this show. <laughs> A little bit of context. Uh, my my wife messaging saying that Bubba wanted to watch The Undertaker. Sharon has two Twitter accounts, a personal one and her and her author one. Mm-hmm. If anyone is um, hasn't hasn't heard from me or Sharon social media herself or anything like that, my wife has, has, has a book out. It's it's fantastic. Everyone should go and check it out. It's awesome. Uh, the name Sharon Korea. Google it. Look it up. Go to the Dane Wrestling social media, my own social media, whatever, because it, it turns up on there quite often. Um, my daughter loves this show. My youngest daughter. I mean, all my kids do. To be fair, but the youngest loves this show. She wants a vote, but she's too little, uh, only 11 years of age, to have her own Twitter. So Sharon lets her use one of hers to vote in the poll. And she voted for Mags as well. So, I mean, why would you not? Why would you not? <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. Yeah. And we've got a little bit of love in the chat as well. Look at this, Mags. I can use the thingy as well. Look. Matt Willis saying that my wife's book here is a great book. Thanks, Matt. I hugely appreciate it. I'm sure she'll appreciate that as well. Yeah, and and definitely put a, a link to uh, to that in 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 the in the chat. Uh, so people, our our loyal uh, watchers and listeners can can uh, can uh, go and check it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, she gets a little bit of a, a little bit of money each time as well. So buy five copies. You know, we got kids to feed. <laughs> and a cat. <laughs> and a cat, yeah. <laughs> ah, so then, Magsy, so then. Is there anything you wish to discuss, cover, or speak about before we get on to this week's non-wrestling topic, mate? Um, I mean, there has been a pimple dick for today. Uh, oh, sorry. okay. Sorry, Mrs. Uh, Powell. Uh, let me just uh, actually find his tweet because I, I wasn't actually going to mention it, and it's been a relatively quiet week in terms Hi, of... Hi, Charlie. Um, but, yeah, uh, a certain um, pimple dick put a comment on and I've got to find it first, and here we go. Pimple dick alert! Oh, a teeny weenie. Yep, so... This guy may be the most regular pimple dick that we ever have. Uh, going back to the well, uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer. Oh, oh no. He, oh. he tries so hard to act like he's not biased, and then he goes on Twitter and shows his his whole ass. So I'm, I'll share the screen. Of, and very quickly, Mags, sorry to interrupt. For anyone okay. watching or listening later on or so on, um, me and Mags don't always communicate before the show with regards to... <laughs> or ever. Um, oh, yeah, or ever, really, <laughs> with regards to stuff like this. So if I bring a if I bring a pimple dick to the table, Mags sometimes isn't aware. Today I'm not aware of Mags yet. So, so I'm, this, I'm finding this out for the first time myself as well. So... Mm-hmm. So, uh, essentially what happened was uh, the uh, the BT Sport uh, Twitter account for UFC um, put a, a post of uh, 
Uh, UFC uh, lightweight fighter Dustin Poirier tapping out a six foot eight, four hundred pound uh, world strongest man. Okay, uh, which is an absolutely awesome thing to be able to, and it just shows the, the kind of technical skill that, that goes into MMA. And then uh, Pimple Dick Dave Meltzer had to uh, show his show his ass by saying Vince McMahon and his cronies will tell you that this is fake and could never happen in real life. This guy is is the preeminent uh, wrestling journalist, mm-hmm. and he always has to have these these ridiculous digs at, at, at the biggest company in the sport. I I understand he has issues with with the way that the WWE does does business, but in any other kind of sport or any other kind of media, uh, entertainment, actual news. This would not fly. That one of the the biggest journalists in that medium is able to just have these ridiculous digs at a company time and time again. Um, yeah, just I just find him to be. He's getting more and more salty and kind of uh, shilly uh, in his old age, and yeah, yeah, he, uh, he gets my vote for a pimple dick. No, I can go along with that. I mean. It's a funny one with Dave Meltzer for me because I do enjoy reading his work. I do enjoy mm-hmm. reading his articles and, and his reviews of shows and so on. Um, but he's got this, and I've said it before on the show, so I apologize to anyone listening if, if I'm if I'm repeating myself, but he's got this kind of aura as being this higher than everyone else wrestling journalist um, that everyone should you know appreciate and worship and so on. And fair play, he's been, he's been at this for what? 40 years 35 years whatever do you know what i mean it's in the in the same room in his house with the same paperwork all over yeah. his floor <laughs> <laughs> but i mean fair play to him stick it at something like that for as long as he has make it and he's made a success of his own work so fantastic well done good luck to him however it's now got to a point where his journalistic opinion his work in temperature yeah, integrity. It gets picked apart because of how biased he is towards certain companies and against others. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Andy, you're spot on. Um, again, sometimes I'm really, really interested in what he has to say and what he has to write, but it just ruins those times by being mm-hmm. such a dick on the other side. So, no, I'm on board with that, Mags. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said time and time again, uh, you look at his match ratings and you can generally use them as a good guard to what is a decent match and what's a, a, a terrible match. But it's just this side of him. Um, mm. Yeah, we get we all have favourites. I love NXT. You're a massive AEW fan. Um, yep. But if you're a journalist in that field and you're covering the whole of the sport, the, the, it's, there's just no need for that that um, that tweet. It, it serves no purpose rather than rile up a fan base. And I just mm. don't get how he, especially with all the grief that he gets online, how he would poke the bear. You'd think he would just just let it pass him by. He has no reason to make that tweet. But well, that's yeah, what a pimple dick does. Have you exactly. got a pimple dick this week? No, mate, I haven't. I haven't. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe the maybe the seventy percent of people who voted for your selection have mine again. But I don't oh, want to come wow. across. I don't want to come across salty and rude. So we'll, we'll move on, shall we? I um, am going to lap up those those salty tears. <laughs> oh dear. Um, on a further note, with regards to my wife's awesome writing, she has said that she's posted the link. If anyone wants to uh, have a little look, buy the book. Please crack on. As I said, it's a great read, and well, it's got brilliant reviews in our chat here so you know there we go there we go and another little post here from my daughter saying we need to catch up on AEW. charlie is absolutely spot on we're we're, we're a couple of shows behind oh, and we need to get it done started oh Ramp- exactly oh, we need to get it all done before well before before friday definitely because is this going to be the day the return of cm punk i cannot wait you know i honestly i cannot I mean- wait this is a kind of no turning back moment for AEW. If he turns up, it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be one of the best things. I mean, this is from someone who's not even a massive CM Punk mark, um, but this is going to be huge in terms of, of wrestling and really put AEW right on the map. But if it's all a ruse and he doesn't turn up, it's going to be bad, that, isn't it? it may, that stadium may get burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be riots. There's going to be riots. Yeah, um, definitely. Shall we move on with our non-wrestling topic of the week? Yes, um, we shall. This, well, last week and on, on Twitter, we kind of suggested, has anyone got an idea for a non-wrestling topic so that you know we could throw it out there as we do each week and everyone can give us their feedback their interactions their ideas their questions whatever um but you wonderful wonderful people out there kind of went in a slightly different direction rather than giving us topics to use or topics you'd like us to potentially discuss you start asking more specific questions i suppose is, is the right term so we decided just to run with it and for the first time since going live on our Monday evenings, we decided to do a Ask Us Anything, which we did. Yes. What would it have been? Five? No. This is the sixth live show. So what would it have been? Eight, nine, ten weeks ago, we did Ask Us Anything? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and that just just goes to show the kind of passion of, of you guys watching along that mm-hmm. we ask you for a topic and you come with specifics like, I want an answer to this particular yeah. question. It was brilliant. And it shows what we say week in, week out, that this is your show. We may be the, the ugly mugs that front the show, but we we serve the people. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. It, Magsy's 100% right. This is your show. And again, it shows by the, I suppose, broad scope of questions we get in covering numerous different topics, some serious, uh, some well, I say some serious, some silly. It's more like some serious, some more chain wrestling than others, I guess, you know? Um, oh, I don't know about that, Steve. Uh, Scottish Danny, I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> um, and some of these questions obviously throw back to previous conversations on the show as well. And we start with uh, Rob from at UTT Rob on Twitter and the UTT podcast. Um, he says, what about the possibility of rhubarb whispers? Maxi, what are you thinking? <laughs> what, what, what? I didn't. I don't remember seeing that post. Uh, I think that's horrific. I mean, Nestle are already in my bad books for the whisper, and you know this. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous now. Look, I don't like bubbly chocolate. Live with it. <laughs> I'm sure there are foods or confectionery that some of you have taken dislike to, but I, my foible is 
bubbly chocolate. I'm yeah, not going to change. It's not disliking it, mate. It's not disgusting. It's not disliking it. It's the reason for this. I'm not going to go down that road again. We covered this <laughs> last week and the week before, and it seems like every show since episode bloody two or something. But you're weird, okay? Um, <laughs> and this is for Dan Griffin in the chat. Oh, love a Turkish delight, mate. Yeah. I love a Turkish delight. And I am going to eat whilst we talk. Which will obviously make for fantastic audio. Yeah. <laughs> jump, jump, jump. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Again, all the way... Don't grief about it. They're horrible. Yeah. It's it's a rip-off. You're paying for fresh air. That's why I don't like them. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Don't start him off again, please. <laughs> It's hard enough work sometimes doing this show as it is, right? You people sort of poking the guy, saying, you know, what about bubbles in whispers and so on. Okay, granted, I was guilty last week, but that's not, you know. <laughs> I, I, I spend all week just in torment from the abuse I get from just not liking bubbles in my chocolate. You, you, mm. You're bullies. You are all bullies. WWE, <laughs> be a star. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like dropping the same punk, um, part bomb right now. Oh, I need to quickly learn how to mute your mic. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, our listener all the way from Ramsey Street in Australia, at Chris Mangor. Uh, sorry, Chris Mangor, at Mangor underscore Chris on Twitter. Mr. Mangor here. He says he'd like your opinions on Greta Thornbird. Um, not for me, Mag's not really my type. What about you? Well, she's a bit young. For, <laughs> for, for, um, at whether you agree with her kind of political leanings or the the activism that she does, uh, I don't really want to get into that because uh, she's uh, a very divisive character uh, and th- th- she seems to be very mama. What I will say is there's not enough people of her uh, age and her generation taking up um, the, um, the kind of these activities of, of really kind of pushing for change in the world. So um, whether she's in the right or the wrong for what she's doing, I applaud her for having that that uh, that gumption to to really try and make a change. Yeah, and, no, I agree. And, I agree. And the splinters in my buttocks now are stinging from sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. It's, some of the images you see of her sort of screaming and shouting and yelling, I sort of look at her and think, okay, it's great that she's passionate about these causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great that she's been uh, getting awards for it and so on, I suppose. I don't know masses about her uh, myself, but anyone, I suppose, fighting for the right causes, I guess, then good luck to him i suppose um she does come across a little bit bloody annoying though you know a little bit uh, to be, to be fair i haven't really uh paid a lot of attention to her um but i have seen there's a there's a, a big camp of people who, who really support her and then another big camp of people who uh who despise her. Um, and, and I don't think I'd go as far as maybe despising her because she's still young. She's still a teenager. Mm-hmm. She's still, she hasn't really got a lot of that real life. Oh, she's experience. 18 now, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you cannot fault her passion for, for the, the things that she believes in. Uh, and that's something I'll always kind of like defend whether you're right or you're, or you're wrong. If you've got passion and you want to um, work towards bettering the world, more power to you yeah yeah no, i agree um 
at Radio Techers. So this will be our good buddy Tanner. He says, uh, and again, this is this is the non-wrestling section of the show, and this is actually a, a more of a wrestling question. So we'll get through this one quickly as, as quick as we can, Magsy. Um, top debut opponents for CM Punk, Brian Danielson, or Adam Cole if they join AEW. That's quite easy for me. Um, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. Okay, so for CM Punk, I would have him up against uh, Dante Martin. I think that kid okay. is an absolute superstar. Um, who is the one? Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, mm-hmm. How about putting him up against Fuego del Sol? Ooh. <laughs> and who's the last one? Adam Cole. Adam he Cole. Can't, he can't be in it because... In that universe, he's dead. So, oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough. Okay, um, at handy t1tf on Twitter, um, and this one we're, we're actually not going to answer now. But I want to acknowledge that that I've seen it, handy. Um, what you've sent in here is a brilliant idea for a discussion, a proper topic. One of the few people that actually did send in what could be a topic rather than a question. <laughs> One of the few people who listened to what we had to say yeah, and, exactly. and stuck to the script. Exactly. But what we're going to do here, Andy, is me and Magsy are going to have a little chat about this and, and maybe do it for an episode of SJP when that returns or whatever. Um, oh, Andy said... Daniel Bryan, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Handy says, each of you do your own top 25 champions of all time, any promotion, anywhere, and personal favourites, then we compare and discuss. So I think that's 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 a topic, a really interesting idea for, yes. for another show, Magsy. So we'll talk about that off air and get that done, um, maybe for the soon-to-be returning SJP Wrestling Podcast. Keep your eyes and ears out uh, all over the place for that. Um, Steve-O, and this is a great question, I think, Magsy, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Did we notice anything different in doing our show live to pre-recorded when we were just just audio? Um, Maxi, do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of uh, my timekeeping. Uh, I mean, that is that is <laughs> horrific sometimes. Uh, for 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 me, I'd, I'd already dipped my toe into into live stuff with our radio techers, um, and. I knew how daunting it was, uh, especially uh, like for, for you. This was this was a very new thing, uh, and I knew how kind of like nervous you were. You wouldn't have, have thought it watching the show, and the amount of kind of like uh, uh, praise we've got has been absolutely amazing. But for me, the biggest difference is we get that instant feedback. We get yeah. to bounce off people in the chat. We get to bounce off people uh, on Twitter. Uh, and I think that, for me, has, has elevated the show. I loved the original, uh, um, the way we did uh, chair wrestling, but I think this way, it makes it so much better. Um, so that's the, the big kind of takeaway that I've got from from going live uh, from as compared to like, pre-recording. Yeah, I think... I'm, I suppose I'm kind of similar, really. The doing it this way, I, I, you've obviously got to be a bit sharper, aren't you? You've got to think on your feet because in the audio, it didn't happen very often. But when we were just audio, if there was any big screw ups, I would just literally cut them out. <laughs> and I've actually got a few outtakes saved away somewhere that we're going to put together oh, have and, you and show out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, mate. Honestly, I would say. 99% of them are me screwing up. So, <laughs> um, but it is a case of the, the first couple, especially I was really, really nervous. I was really concerned about doing this. I'd never done anything like this before. Um, I, I was absolutely petrified and I, I thought the first show went well. And then the second show, 
I just felt like like a deer in headlights. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. really struggled with it. But now I feel a bit more comfortable. That was a big, big change for me going from that to this. And obviously people can see you. So I've got to brush my hair for a start. So <laughs> You've got to wear clothes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right? I'll tell, I, you, you'll be surprised by this. I'm, I often podcast without a shirt on because I'm a big fat bloke. And where I podcast in this little tiny room, again, I'll show you now. This is my two hands here, right? That's the room I have to podcast in where it's in the tiny little space in the studio it gets bloody hot in this little corner of the house okay so when i'm not when i'm not doing live when i'm just recording audio i literally take my shirt off because i'm sweating buckets i'm sweating buckets now look you know so, so so and if you want to see that that will be on our soon to be released uh only fans uh yeah. where for nan dollars 99 a month you can see <laughs> Sarah podcasting in his pants exactly mate exactly i've got cameras from all angles trust me you know <laughs> uh what have we got in the chat magazine just uh i mean this is so much uh charlie saying she she hates kenny omega uh that's 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 best in the world charlie best in the world um, andy from bang bang uh going for punk versus uh colt cabana oh that's gonna be sparse i would i would love to be a fly on the wall for that, for that first meeting, after after all the grief that they 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 went through, um, Chris uh, uh, Double Underscore BFC, uh, one, another one of our radio techers cohorts, saying, uh, "Was Barry Darso ever a champion? He was multiple time champion, sir. He was a uh, part of Demolition, one of the best tag teams in the history of the world. I will not hear any Barry Darso dis- besmirchment on this show, lest your you tone of voice die." Your tone of voice now is exactly the same when people as when people bring up arrows and whispers. You know that? <laughs> That's that tone of voice. Don't I get angry about the, the most ridiculous <laughs> things? <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, Danny, still in the chat, I see. Um, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He asks, oh, strafe. He asks, he would love to hear both our takes regarding the Battle of Hastings from 1066. Did Eustace II, Count of Bologna, rush in? Would Shagger Dave Meltzer have rated it higher if it took place in Japan? Did the wrong guy go over? Questions, questions. Now, my, for, I, 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 do, I do quite like a bit of history, but what I know, I know. What I don't know is, um, is oblivious to me. Okay, now 1066, back to Hastings, that's old Harry in the arrow in the eye, isn't it? In the is it in the eye? Um, yeah, yeah. I is it? I have no clue. Yeah, Harold. Yes. Yeah. See, that's that's what I think of. And whenever somebody mentions ten sixty six and the Battle of Hastings, all I think about is, oh man, an arrow in your eye. I mean, it's going to hurt anywhere, isn't it? But that's what it goes in your it goes in your eye. That's 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 sort. Now, would you prefer to be like Achilles then, where he got shot in the heel? No. See, I don't know. Have you seen Pet Cemetery, Max? Is it Pet Cemetery? Yeah, have you seen Pet Cemetery? The newest one. No, I think it's like the, the old one. The really old one. Yeah, I've seen yeah. both anyway. I think it is, anyway. It might, it might it might not even be Pet Cemetery, it might be a completely different film. But um I think it's Pet Cemetery. Well they bury but they bury something in the graveyard, don't they? And it comes back alive, but it's like an evil version of itself. And they bury their baby, don't they? And it comes back yeah. all a bit and stuff like yeah. that. It's and, um, pretty similar story to the remake. Yeah. yeah. The baby's under the cot, um, and he's got a scalpel. And he slices through the Achilles of like the mum or the dad when he comes to check on him. And oh, that ain't good, mate. That ain't good. I've seen I've seen something similar to that in uh, a film called Hostel, 
um, where the the actually focusing on the Achilles where he slices it, and then yeah, that's the like guy, this. Yeah, the, the guy tries to walk afterwards, and and if if it, apparently if you sl- actually slice the Achilles, it's the 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 muscle is attached all the way up the leg, so like all your calf like basically implodes. So yeah, that that. It's not a good thing. No. Uh, but getting back to Danny's question, uh, which was <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with Achilles. Um, but to be honest, that's the chain wrestling way. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the uh, Duke William of Normandy should have gone over. Um, he should have reigned for at least 700 days before dropping the title to uh, Queen Victoria in, a, in a, an intergender um, tag team match, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. <laughs> what a load of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for that, Danny. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, uh, my uh, eldest daughter, Anya, she says, weird celebrity interactions. Have we had any? Okay, so um, not particularly uh, in terms of celebrity, but uh, there used to be like a local uh, news presenter here in the in, in my area called Paul Crane, um, and we once went to like a, an award show. My daughter won an award and was given that, the award by him. Uh, but, yeah, apart from that, yeah, I haven't really met that many celebrities. Just not popular enough, I suppose. I've had, I suppose, I've met a few, like, I don't know if you call them celebrities, celebrities, but I've met a few. Waved at the Queen when she's gone past. Yeah, she's been that actually. (laughs) 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 Um, Have you heard of the band Dragon Force? Ah, yeah, through the fire and flames. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was at Download Festival one year, and I was stood having a whiz, and a bloke kind of went to walk past me, and I went, "Bloody hell, you're Herman Lee, who's a guitarist from Dragon Force." And his exact response was, "I'm going for a piss, dude." And I was like, yeah, okay, I better leave you alone then, really, I suppose. And that was that. Um, Stuart Pierce at the Gloucester Guildhall. Okay. I can't remember who, I can't remember who is. He likes his punk rock, doesn't he? He likes all his punk music. And um, Stuart Pierce, well, basically this bloke at the end of the gig bumped into me and I spilled my point. I got a bit narky and my mate was like, no, that was. And I was like, I don't care. He's just not my point over. And he's like, no, no, do you know that was? And we looked down the end of the corridor. The Guildhall had like a quite a long corridor towards the end where the doorman was. And he was doing all this sort of stuff for the doorman. Got down the end. And uh, yeah, he was, my mate was right. It was, it was Stuart Pierce. I think we're there to see stiff little fingers, maybe. Okay, cool. That sounds about right. I mean, but... that, the Stuart Pierce was actually reminding me of one that actually I, I should have remembered. I was once on the committee of a working man's club. Um, and uh, every year we'd have like a, a, like a celebrity dinner where we'd, we'd bring in like a... Um, basically, a, 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 it was usually a footballer to come and like give a speech and uh, uh, have a bit of banter. Then we'd all like um, have a, 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 a dinner and then get absolutely arsehole. And yeah, this one year we got Lee Sharp, uh, who told oh, some okay. uh, really cool stories uh, about uh, uh, about his time at Manchester United and and how uh, Gary Pallister was a uh, was a, a big big drinker. Uh, yeah, so I ended up eating a um, steak with a uh, Lee Sharp and then getting arsehold. It's not bad at all, is it? Eh? Yeah, Did he tell bad. you over and over and over again he wished he was as good as Ryan Giggs? <laughs> he, <laughs> he certainly didn't. <laughs> we got a few um, celebrity interactions in the chat magazine if you want to sort of mm-hmm. 
click on a few of them, mate, because you're far quicker and more technically savvy than I am. Oh, we've got Chris, who uh, uh, once saw Sam Vaux in Boundary Mill buying candles. I mean, th- that's pricey. I mean, you must have a bit of money to go into Boundary Mill for your candles. Um, Sam Vaux, is he? He's a Burnley forward, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. He was. Um, then uh, Matt got drunk with Olympic silver medalist Gail Ems. Okay. Um, and uh, from Bang Bang said his meeting with Nick Knowles is very well documented. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Um, obviously, Dan Griffin had to have a story because uh, he's the laugh and soul of, of of this show. He ended up in a pub with Chris Jericho on his birthday after they played a gig in York. That's uh, nice. Uh, bang Bang one-ups uh, Chris Jericho with meeting John Nettles in a in a Wimpet in Plymouth. Um, Millwall Chris once met Lee Ryan from the, the group Blue, uh, and he signed an autograph. He couldn't spell my daughter's name properly. Her name was Ella. Ella. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get that wrong? Oh, dear. Always oh, a draw. Uh, absolute legend in these streets. Uh, carries me and Tanner on um, a changing attitude. She once saw Al Snow on Bourbon Street one night and followed him into a store and was too chicken to say anything. Oh, wow. I was too chicken to go say hello to um, Blackie Lawless, the lead singer from Wasp, who's one of my favourite bands ever since I was about 11. Um, Sinem, I don't know, 15, 16, whatever it is, times now. And he was probably 50 yards from me. And I started walking towards him and just absolutely bottled it. Just walked straight past, didn't even make eye contact. I didn't even do that. I just stopped. <laughs> and then turned around. <laughs> yeah, I just went, wow. Oh. <laughs> I really like your music. What's that? Uh, did you say, young man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I got one here as well, actually, Magsy, from my wife. Um, she fangirled hard when she met Colleen Hoover. It was a good job her friend was with her, otherwise she probably would have cried. Now, for those who don't know, Colleen Hoover is a prominent, successful author um, in the, the book world that my wife now operates an, in. An, an author in the book world. Yes. The world of but books. Yeah, but there's different niches. But don't don't start being a dick to me, Nay. All right? Don't start with this nonsense. Um, She's a prominent author, like someone who writes things yeah. in the world of books. In the book world that my wife is now associated with, because there's different ones. My wife don't write fucking sci-fi. My wife don't write horror. There's different genres, isn't there? This early is, uh, this early oh. is. Piss off, Max. <laughs> you were so salty today. Do you know, we're going to watch Brett versus uh, Bulldog just so it gets him out of his system. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't want to now. I don't, I don't want to, want to no. now. I'm never, I'm never watching SummerSlam 92 again, so I'll delight you. you know? <laughs> uh, we have next up, at Chris one on Twitter. Would you rather have hands that are all fingers or hands that are all thumbs? Now, I actually pondered this for a while. Now, I think it would be interesting to have hands that are all fingers because you use your fingers the majority of the time, but the thumbs are really important for gripping and for for being able to pick things up. So I think if you lost your thumbs... You'd really, really struggle, but then if you replaced all of the fingers 
with thumbs, are they going to stay with the same kind of joints as the finger would and just be kind of like fatter and, and, and smaller? Or do they get the, the, the kind of twisting joint of a thumb? So all your fingers can go in, well, all your thumbs can go in all different directions. That That's the conundrum. What do you mean different directions? Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You can thumb like rotates because it's not got like a, a hinge style joint. But you think, yeah, but look, right? My thumb rotates like that, you mean, yeah? You mean like yeah. that? Right, yeah. But my finger does that as well. Yeah, but not to the same amount. Is it not? I'd, I'd, I'd pick thumbs. Would you? Yeah. You killed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. I suppose thumbs. I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, Steve-O again, at Total Steve-O. He says, thanks to Scottish Danny for retweeting that it was 20 years ago the what chant started. Do we ever have we ever used a wrestling chant at a non-wrestling event? And he goes on to say he and a few friends uh did the did the what chant during a funeral for a friend gig and whenever the singer spoke. Others got involved and he saw the funny side, which is always good. Um I've not used a wrestling chant at a non-wrestling event. No. Um and I've hate the watch chant. it's ruined so many great promos using it at a gig's a bit different steve oh don't get me wrong but i hate this it, it was in it was it was it was funny for a little bit but 20 years of the same thing oh my god stop it As i always go back to uh the the best kind of reply to the watch chant was was the undertaker when he says um uh say what if you sleep with your sister and yeah. then the crowd say just, what, and uh, then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah exactly, mate, exactly. It, it was good at the time, and it really made sense for, for the Austin character, but my God, did it kill a lot of what could have been really good promos. Yeah, um, I hate that that promo with all the fibers of my being. Uh, mm. And yeah, and, and I've never used a wrestling chant uh, in another setting because wrestling isn't, wasn't really cool for a long time. So yeah, we, uh, we hid our wrestling fandom. Yeah, that is very true, mate. That is very true. <laughs> See you youngsters, you watch wrestling. Now you don't understand how lucky you are. You know, we got, I got bullied for like wrestling when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> I've used yes, yes, yes in the bedroom. It's true. It's damn true. Okay, Benny. Um, <laughs> and that was when you are on your Todd, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he only did it with one hand, though. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, I was occupied um, with the other one. With all uh, his thumbs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, the Magnificent Matt Willis at the Matt Attack UK. Uh, he's, got, he's got a couple here that we can look at. Um, we have... Go to feel good food first of all, Magsy. Okay, um, mashed potato. Really? It's yeah, it's, it's the winner. Mashed potato and gravy. How can you go? I mean, I know you someone who don't really do gravy or, or anything really moist on your meals, uh, but yeah, you sounded so northern when you say gravy. <laughs> you really gravy. You know, gravy. <laughs> gravy. It's like when you say waff. I go and speak to the waff. You know. <laughs> Um, we do gravy or mashed potato. You got our gravy or mashed potato, surely. We do that, Danny. I mean, what you southerners do, uh, whoever knows. I mean, you might like gra- gravy this week, it might be like pie and liquor next week. So, I don't know. 
I don't don't get in in with like the whole gravy on chips thing though. That's weird. Well, you're wrong. Living Uh, living your wrongness there in Gloucester. (laughs) Uh, For me, I I love it when I get a chance to just sit down and watch a bit of normally a bit of wrestling, nice cup of tea, and I have a cheese, ham, and red jalapenos toaster sandwich. That's banging, mate. That's mine. That sounds really delicious, actually. I'd eat that every day, mate. But I broke my toasting machine, so I need a new one. So. <laughs> just, yeah. You've just not had a good time recently, have you? Nah, Losing to be, fair, to be fair, the toasting machine broke a couple of weeks back, and it was because I, it's my own fault. I don't tend to clean it, and it was full of grease, and it ended up shorting the electrics out downstairs when I turned it on. <laughs> With a toasting machine, Sharon will confirm this in the chat. My my wife, my 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 far better half, she'll confirm this. But uh, yeah, I I I didn't give up. I just adamant I was cooking this toasty, so I go put the trip switch back on, walk back round, and try again. And it ended up cutting the electric out a couple of times, so I had to give up. Then just make some toast. Then you you missed a trip by not having uh, Sharon at the 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 trip box. Keep flicking it until the toasty was done. And right. then, I mean, that's teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. It is. It is. I'll, bring, I'll put that to her next time if uh, my, ne- my new <laughs> toasting cheese starts going that way. You so, know, um, just to give the the, the 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 watchers, the viewers what they want, uh, Andy from Bang Bang Podcast wants me to, uh, to mention this particular wrestler. So, I will. Switchblade. There we go. Ah, Thanks yeah. Okay. <laughs> J what? What? <laughs> oh, Dan Griffin. How dirty was that toasty maker at your grim sod? The, the plate lost him, mate. You don't even really need to hey, ask. Hey, hey. <laughs> the plates were clean. I don't know when you full, give it a wipe over and stuff. But... All the double Gloucester cheese. Yeah, no, Red Leicester well, making the toasty. Red Leicester and toasty. It's just the fact, like, it, it was old and I used it daily. So the fact from the cheese kind of sometimes spills out, doesn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's not like I was when, when you overpack shoving it. it in mold and shit. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I, I do blatantly overpack it. I put far too much stuff in that toaster maker. Oh, hang on a sec. The wife's chiming in. Wow, you you, you are getting <laughs> you're getting rinsed today. You are absolutely getting rinsed. The, the wife's actually agreeing with Dan. I think. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, Matt continues. Favorite band when you were a teenager. Oh, um, I used to really like the the Smiths, uh, Stone Roses, Oasis, uh, Blur. I was very much a kind of like a an indie kind of Britpop style uh, music music fan. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was a big Oasis fan as well, but my music was very much more metal than hard rock, and it's kind of stayed that way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. The bands that were my favourite when I was 11, 12, going into my teenagers were Iron Maiden, ACDC and Wasp and they're still three bands that are among my favourites to this present day now even even though I'm, I've turned 40 the other side of the coin um, I liked loads of really cheesy 90s dance mate you know or silly stuff like 2 Unlimited and like a bit of Ace of Bass as well I mean you ruined it with that uh, but yeah <laughs> uh, I, I think as I've got older I've got way more eclectic I mean I like now I like a lot of uh uh, rap music, uh, people like Kendrick Lamar. I like the new uh, Kanye West album. Uh, so yeah, but I've kind of like spread my wings in terms of taste. But yeah, if, if I ever have any like kind of go to music, um, 
it, it's usually like Inda, like uh, late late 90s, 2000 Inda. And uh, Sharon's put one in there. Take that. You cannot. And as a as a hetero male, I have no problem admitting. Take that. Are bangers. That is a that is a brilliant take. Yeah, yeah. See, now I'm older. Again, back when you back when when they were about, what were they? Sharon will probably say in the chat, but their, their first few albums of what was that ninety four ish? Yeah, would, around that. Yes. Um. So I'd have been thirteen, fourteen. Um. You didn't say to your mates that you like take that at fourteen. Oh no, no. I mean, mean, yeah, definitely not. No. I actually, got beat up. It was frowned upon. Do you know? Yeah. It was. Uh, to be fair, people didn't like me turn around and say I like Motley Crue because I used to wear makeup. <laughs> You know, but it was. <laughs> I mean, they are two ends of the spectrum. I will yeah. give you that. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's very true. Um, you can't be a bit of tech that you've come so far and you reach so high. See, this uh, again. There's an episode going back in, in in the audio days where you did that before, and I saw I, I cut it out and put it at the beginning of our intro. Do you remember? I'm gonna have to dig that out and play it for everyone. <laughs> it was so good because I put the music underneath, and it sounded fantastic. So <laughs> I love a, I love a sing song. I've got a horrific singing voice, but I love a good sing song. See, but this is what we should do then. People said about um uh various podcasters like you know UTT podcast Bang Bang and all that saying about why don't we all just meet up for a few beers somewhere. You know, listeners and friends can come too. Um, Bristol was mentioned, so Andy hasn't got to travel far, Andy, if you're still in the chat there. Um, and we'll find I mean, a karaoke get, bar and just get wasted and sing bad songs. Get get Steve to DJ. There Steve we go. Bang, bang, DJ. Uh, it's perfect. like it's meant to be. It's like it's meant to be. Um, UTT Rob is uh, sent another tweet into us. He says, if you could bring one wrestler from the 1970s or earlier into the current product, who would it be? How would you book them, and in which promotion would you choose? Again, it's a wrestling question, so I don't want to alienate those people who only listen to the first half of the show. So we'll kind of get through this relatively quickly. But I find that question question quite fascinating, Mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for me, there's one simple answer. The biggest star in UK wrestling, Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, old Shirley Crabtree, I would book him in New Japan as the, the Gajin Hoss. Uh, and he'd be winning the G1. See, I've got a couple. Um, Johnny Saint is one, because I've watched a bit of Johnny Saint, um, well, fairly recently, but I know he's my mum's favorite wrestler when, when she was younger. So I, I'd like to see that. Um, how I'd book him, I, I, I don't really know. And the other one, like you said, Big Daddy, just because of the charisma, the character, even though he did a great deal to destroy that those days of British wrestling as well. He was also a big, big name that drew the money in, I guess. So um, I suppose Bruno Sammartino, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Hugely, hugely popular in New York and Swad. Yeah. In that whole, in that whole territory, that whole region. Um, I think this is another one that we could really sort of deep dive into Max, another topic that we could really deep dive into for, from Rob there. So I'll make sure we save that and, and get into it on another show. Um, Dan Griffin. Again, at DanGriffin21 on Twitter. Is it true that Mags hates jacuzzis because he thinks the bubbles cheat him out of bathwater? And we're back to the chocolate uh, again. I just, I've had it with you people. No, um, jacuzzis <laughs> are cool. I'm not eating the jacuzzi. So I'm not, the, the bubbles also burst and escape into the atmosphere. They are fed in at the bottom and come out of the top. With a chocolate, they are encased 
in inside the chocolate. There is no escape for them until you bat in and and release the oxygen when you eat the chocolate. So that's the issue. It's that they're encased in the chocolate, and I'm paying sixty p for thirty p worth of chocolate. That's the problem. For crying out loud, Matt. No, <laughs> I haven't, mate. Don't worry. We're coming back to that one last. Okay, buddy. Don't you don't you worry. Um, let me just scan through back here. Oh, this is fantastic as well from, from, from Danny at Scottish Juggalo again. If Rick Mayo was a wrestling manager in the 1980s, WWF, NWA, who would you book him to manage? The Nasty Boys. <laughs> it has to be the Nasty Boys, doesn't it? See, I'd have Rick Mayo in his later years from uh, Mandine when he was playing Greg Davis's dad, the crazy dad trying to trick him up and, and, and hurt people all the time. And I'd have him manage somebody really crazy, serious, like a Bret Hart or someone like that, just to get that contrast, you know, and Bret Hart's deadly serious walking to the ring and put on a clinic. And then Rick Mayo's there booby trapping the turnbuckles or making sure the ropes fall down or hiding underneath of a water pistol or some crap like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's what I go for. That's brilliant, Danny. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, at MGB Graham, what is a love of yours you tried to introduce to your children or grandchildren and they weren't having any of it? Mine is very, very straightforward, Magsy, and it's very topical at the moment, very prominent right now um, with my other show that is on its way with our good friend uh, Benny Mac, the Waiting Room podcast, a Quantum Leap podcast. Um, Quantum Leap, my eldest daughter when she was much, much younger, used to watch it with me when she was tiny. She's 17 now. She has tried to watch it back with her with her boyfriend in advance, ready for when the new show comes out. She's messaging me like, I ain't sure about this, Dad. Um, my other two daughters are very it's, much it's like... It's a bit shit, this, Dad. Yeah. My other two daughters are very much like, come and sit down and watch this episode of Quantum Leap with me. I'm recording with, with Benny later on today. And it's on for about 30 seconds, and they're like, nah, you're all right. So I'd say quantum leap for me. What about this you, Maxie? This is a you thing, Dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for me, um, for um, my kids, have, have you been really kind of receptive to the stuff I like? Um, but one thing that, that hasn't stuck, and it will be one that will trigger uh, a certain Mr. Griffin in the chat, uh, none of my kids like mushrooms. And I think that they okay. are heathens for not liking mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms are some of the best uh, foods that God has ever created. Yeah, and uh, my my boys hate the 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 feel, the smell, the sliminess of mushrooms. So, yeah, uh, that'll be the thing hmm. that I've tried to introduce, and yeah, they they will not have that at all. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, my, my middle daughter, Livy, she's got a big hatred of snails and slugs and so on. And she was going to try mushrooms a while back, but I made a joke about them being the texture of a slug. And since then, <laughs> she'll have nothing to do with them. So <laughs> that's on me. Um, yeah. That's on me. So, yeah, there we go. Um, oh, I think we clicked on the same one there, Magsy. Hello, Anya. I don't know if you heard. We just already covered your question, so you have to listen back to the fantastically edited audio version that we put out later in the week. Uh, <laughs> or, or just rewatch this once it's uh, once it's yeah. finished. Good shite. Good shite. Uh, do you rewatch us, Mags? Uh, I, I, I listen back to the audio. Um, okay. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll 
I'll put the the video back on just to see if we've made any like uh, continuity errors and stuff like that. But no, it's not a regular thing because I'm part of it live. You see, mm, yeah, exactly. I, I know anyone... what went on. Well, yeah. I wonder if it's anywhere else in in the chat or um, who who listening on Twitter, uh, sorry, listening back on the audio, listening, watching it back um, when they get a rerun later in the week or whatever. Anyone involved in in the live who watches back later in the week? I'd be really interested to know that if anyone does listen to watch this live and then watches it back again or listens back again. That, that interests me. I don't know why. Just curious. Um, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast. Share a positive ante- anecdote featuring the police or a negative one, i.e. a good cop moment or a bad cop one. That's clever. See what you've done there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I've got one. Um, no, I've not had a lot of dealings with the police. I've been quite a good boy. Uh, but I was once uh, um, at the football and there was kind of like a, a scuffle uh, with some fans uh, and one bloke went to punch a police horse. Uh, I stopped him from punching the police horse and, and for, my, uh, for, for sticking up for the horse, I got clocked by a policeman. Uh, which I thought was a bit well no it wasn't brilliant it actually really hurt Uh, (laughs) but yeah um, so for defending the honour of a police horse I was hit by a policeman it's because you've got shifty eyes mate isn't it you just look I I, I mean I was probably going to hit the police horse afterwards I wasn't people (laughs) 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 I've got uh, a few I could mention is my mum still in the chat does he to check um, <laughs> um I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll mention one it's quite a quite a positive one i guess i used to work um nights at a factory and at nights there was only a handful of us there um because of a machine went down or ran out of supplies or materials or whatever it would literally just stop running so sometimes you'd end up with three of us running literally three machines um if somebody phoned in sick it would just be the two of us and that's what happened one evening and the two that were working on our own, fully in charge of this whole factory was myself and our good friend um, Dave, or Ari, as he's known. Um, This is not going to end well. We, shall we say, had a little bit of a smoke, let's leave it at that, and um, decided that we were going to listen to some fantastic 90s dance music. Uh, The speakers... Cracked on the ace of bass. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. So the... (laughs) Uh, the speakers for the PC that we were using or, or, and plugging the radio into and so on, they were, only little, they were no good. So you couldn't hear them over the big, noisy machines. And then we remembered there's a tannoy system in the factory. So we went into the office and wired Dave's little stereo thingy jobby, whatever it was, iPod, I can't remember, into it and played the music over the tannoy system in the factory. So we could hear it wherever we went. And it was loud. And, of course, we're on a night shift. Um, and we ended up with the police turning up at the factory wondering what was going on um we had to shut it down and they, they saw the funny side they're laughing a joke with us but yeah that was uh that's what i can mention now maybe interactions with the police is another non-wrestling topic we can bring up in the future that could be quite a mm-hmm. quite a fun topic for everyone to get involved with i guess um and and you will be allowed to change your names if you want to yes, and yeah, keep them yeah. anon- anonymous <laughs> yeah we'll put out the um We'll put out the... Oh, um... Sam has, has snitched on himself. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, little cigarettes. I, I, you, you know I was smoking cigarettes back then, Sharon. Different time. Different time. Um, <laughs> um, uh, lastly, before we go back to Matt Willis's final question, um, again, from Handy, 
1TF. Okay, guys, here's a bit of a thinker. Is common knowledge really all that common anymore? And the, fir- the first time I read that, it, 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 to be honest, it was a bit of a thinker because I didn't quite know what he meant. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, okay, yeah, it, it, it does. It makes sense, doesn't it? It's common knowledge. I mean, my dad has all these skills that are just he sees it as common knowledge he his brother my uncles my my granddad on both sides of the fence um you know they they all have this these certain things they could just do that would be common knowledge i guess mm-hmm. whereas me my brother and then my son i suppose so later generations don't necessarily know what you know, plumbing bits and bobs or diy bits and bobs is always even now at 40 years of age i'm ringing my dad saying dad how do i do this come get sand do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, totally that's that sort of common knowledge. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, I think with that, how uh, uh, we've become so reliant on technology and and uh, and kind of that, the service industry to to kind of do those tasks that, that we don't really want to do anymore. Yeah, that stuff like that is getting lost by the wayside. I mean, how many people now really learn how to change a plug? Or, yeah. or refuse it's it's just something that that it's just getting lost to the annals of time like you said plumbing mm-hmm. um wiring electrics or stuff like that i mean yeah it's it isn't it's not getting as common and uh to go even even deeper into it i mean i've always had like the kind of mindset that that even like talking to a single person you can have a really intelligent conversation but you talk to a group of people and it's like talking to a bunch of idiots because yep. you get that you get that kind of like uh, almost half mind of 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 uh, idiot thoughts um, and the the, the 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 common saying of like a person is smart, people are stupid. Yeah, no, you're right, you're spot on. Um, couple of comments again here from from Sharon. Oh, first of all, yeah, no, no, Andy, no, no, pal, no, no, it's a time for bed, old old chap. Make sure you catch the rest of the show when this wrestling show does talk about wrestling in the second half. Um, He's not on, interested in the oh, wrestling. Nah, sod that wrestling's boring. No one's really interested in the wrestling part, apart from me and you, Max, I think. Oh, and Charlie, she loves it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Sharon does all the DIY in our house. And she does. She does. She's been painting the, the, the girls' room today. I, I did the fun part. I smashed the crap out of the stuff that was in the way, like the old beds <laughs> and all that. Just beat the shit out of them, okay. dragged them outside. Yeah. You leave the demolition to me, love. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of that, that sort of side of things. And uh, yeah, but she's right. All the de- I've got um, numerous wrestling figures and 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 so on downstairs by my desk where I write. Sharon hangs all those for me. She puts all the shelves up for me. I don't do none of that, mate. <laughs> Fair play, Sharon. I love you. You're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean- it's going to get to a stage where she does the podcasting for you and you just sit back and, and, and let her. <laughs> she won't, she, she's not got the patience to watch stuff back. Like, you know, <laughs> like dust, dusty roads versus Ric Flair from 1984 or something. She'd have no patience in that night whatsoever. <laughs> you know, has <laughs> kids are sleeping on the floor now he, because he wasn't supposed to smash the beds. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they've got mattresses, but the new beds are arriving Wednesday, but we need the old beds out of the way to paint. The, I don't need to explain myself to you. We're <laughs> Lastly, then, before we get on to a little bit of the graps um, from the magnificent Matt Willis once more, 
and this was stumped this stumped me and i'm about to give it a real thing and i imagine this is something else we will re come back we'll retrace we'll come back to again as a proper topic for for our show but strangest fact about yourself and i think that's quite a broad scope Mm, uh, because you could have so many different things that people may find strange so that really stumped me max what what are you got any you know nothing really comes to mind i think i'm quite a, a a normal human being um one thing that that did kind of like could jump straight to me to my mind was I never used to be able to grow hair there uh, at the middle, you know, the middle of your your mustache, and it's only oh, you, had a, you had a you had a negative Hitler. I mean, that's a horrific, uh, dark way of looking at oh, it. That's what it's called, isn't it? Is that anyone in just, the chat? Is that is nobody else heard that? Uh, a, neg- uh, a negative Hitler, yeah. I've never heard it called that, and I will not be referring to it as that. That's <laughs> horrific. Uh, but yeah, the the little bit there on the like the the curve of the lip, and these like little bits here. Mm. So the mustache would never attach to the beard. But it's only over the last oh. couple of years that that's actually started attaching. So you basically just had a bit of hair there and a bit of hair there. Yeah, like like eyebrows for a mustache. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah. You can't be walking back to school looking like that or anything like that, can you? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I didn't really go to school with a moustache. I weren't in grain chill. No, but what? No, listen. What I mean, <laughs> you can't be walking past the school with a funny little touch like that because you'll get nicked just because of the way you look. <laughs> I, mean, you know I, don't think, I don't think me walking past the school getting nicked has anything to do with a moustache. Okay, mate. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I, I used to be the same, but these bits here wouldn't grow. So what I used to do was I used to trim this and trim all around here and leave that just to grow and grow and grow. And oh, then when like a, like yeah, a but, then, but then it'd be down. So at first glance, it looked like it was all one. Yeah, see, all one beard until the wind you know, blew. And I had bits that went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strangest fact about myself. I'll tell you what, I'm going to remember loads after we go off air. I yeah. guarantee it. Um, this may be one we have to kind of revisit next week. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to make a list of these. When, well, well, as soon as we finish live. <laughs> like a yeah. thousand and four moves, Jeffrey. As soon as we, we finish live, I tend to just crack on with editing the audio side of things to get it ready for everyone to listen to on a Wednesday, whether that's via Radio Techers or um, Visionaries Global Media, however you consume our, our audio content. Um I will go back when I listen and edit and make a note of all these topics that we're saying that we're going to go back and do, because some of these are going to be absolutely fantastic to, uh, to attach. What the hell is going on there? I mean, what's, what is this one? He's got his head on upside down, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and this, I mean, that one is, is horrific. Look at that. He's shaved all of it apart from the two strips and landing strips for the nostrils. That's what, I saved people are weird, aren't they? There's a They're picture somewhere. Weird. I'll see if I can dig it out. There's a picture. So I had a few drinks. Uh, it might be with Harry again, actually. I had a few drinks and um I quite the beard is is bigger than this. And we were listening to loads of motorhead uh, and so on, because I'm a massive motorhead fan. And I that night, like the razor and then clean shaven, made the lemmy that does that goes up across, you know, just like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Put the cowboy hat on. I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the cowboy hat on. I got. And um, no, that no, was thinner. Kenny Omega's is like, 
Yeah, wider. I'm the wrong way round. I can't get used to this camera, mate. It's like all like that, but mine was just a strip that went up to me like that, like Lemmy's got from the bad motorhead. Yeah. And I thought it looked the business when I was when I was hammered. I woke up the following morning, I was like, nope, that's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to looking like a child. Yeah, exactly. Um, I suppose very quickly, a strange fact about myself. Um, when I sneeze sometimes, I got lots of allergies. Um, they're better, so they're better now than they were when I was younger. But when I was a kid, that was horrific. I had hay fever, dust mites, cert- cert- I had loads of tests done, certain trees I was allergic to, loads, loads of shit. Um, and when I sneezed, when I sneezed, I would sneeze again and again, and like bang, 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 and it would just be non stop. And my eyes would puff up, and it was horrific. Um, when I sneeze, air or liquid comes out of the corner of that eye, just oh, like wow. a little because like of the force of it yeah the, so the, the missus has kind of you know like where you have like flaps uh of, of skin under your tongue where, where are you going with this no under your yeah, tongue right, yeah, okay. like, like little, <laughs> little like remnants of, of of skin don't you and when she oh, yeah, yawns yeah. when she yawns it, um the the way her like tongue is it it finds out a little like squirt of spit like a lizard like some yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, essentially. And she's, That's she, brilliant. <laughs> she's got me in the eye with it quite a few times. That's fantastic. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it is, to, at your point of view, from my point of view, when you, she's yawning and, and you're getting a, a face full of, uh, of spit, it's not as good. I reckon it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, there we go then. There we go. That completes our little, uh, I suppose, ask us anything, Q&A, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as always, thank you so, 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 so much to everybody out there mm-hmm. who messaged in, retweeted, got involved in the chat. Absolutely fantastic. We're going to be continuing this with the topics that we think have got more legs to them and use them as a non-wrestling topic for everyone to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your eye out for those on our social medias. They're all at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, just just keep involved there. Keep your eyes out there. Get involved when you see stuff retweeted. It's it's well worth it. And again, we hugely hugely appreciate everybody, everybody's interactions and the support you give the show. It is awesome. Magsy, shall we talk some wrestling? Let's do it. Uh, let's get ready. So then, here we are again. Yeah. Let right. me get, let me oh, get my oh. delicious tears. Mm. Oh, for goodness' mm. sake! <sighs> yes. Okay. July the first, two thousand and two. We're just going to go through this. I don't know what interested to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'll see you later, Matt. Good night, pal. Yeah. See you later, pal. Um. July first, two thousand and two. Monday Night Raw from the. Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, oh, New wow. Hampshire. It's Verizon. Verizon, is it? Yeah. Oh, that would make more sense to what I said. <laughs> That's I the co- company that, that Tanner works for. Is it? Yeah. Ah, so mobile phones then? Yeah. Because Tanner's going to hook us all up with new phones, Tanner. <laughs> Wink. Um, yeah, quite quite a unique contest, I think. Uh, we have Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker, who is the undisputed champion at this stage. The WWE 
undisputed champion because we're yes. still seeing signs and t-shirts saying get the f out aren't we it's very new the name change from wwf to wwe has only just occurred mm-hmm. uh, in the in the past couple of weeks couple of months maybe yeah I, 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 I think it's like about maybe three or four months into it mm. yeah okay um so that's quite interesting for me seeing that because obviously now everyone knows it as WWE. I still refer to it as WWF at force of habit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing sat there with my 11 year old daughter watching this, this show with the get the F out emblems on the, the, the t-shirts of the cameraman made me realize that she's only ever known it as, as WWE, which is kind of, that, that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. And it's, if you ever watch uh, one of the shows uh, from the, the WWF days and you have the, the captions on, um, because uh, we, for a change in attitude, I had to put the captions on to find out what Ahmed Johnson was saying in a promo because you just cannot understand the word he was saying. But when they say Federation, it comes up on the captions as entertainment. So they've totally... Oh, Why? Yeah, they've totally uh, whitewashed the fact that it's uh, a federation and, and changed it to entertainment. Have you seen sort of deviate off topic? I suppose oh, I'm not sorry. We do it all the time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any of like our stuff on YouTube? If you don't actually press play, and it kind of auto plays on your list when you scan up and down YouTube, okay. but it'll come up with um, subtitles. It'll come up with what we're saying without actually playing the sound. Have you seen that, Max? I haven't. Have okay. We said some things that have we been? Does it look like we've been saying things that we haven't actually said? Well, what what caught my attention that made me laugh was first of all, it kept it, there, there was a line of me just going um 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 must be like five or six times. Right? That sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then <laughs> it came up with uh, me saying Cy and Max or Mags and Cy or whatever I said, and you were Max. M-A-X, and I was still Psy, but it was spelt P-S-Y. <laughs> as, in, as in the singer, Gangnam Style. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get a screenshot, but then it was gone. I couldn't rewind it, because as soon as you touch it, yeah, as soon as you touch the screen to try and rewind it, it makes it play the video with sound, so you don't have the subtitles anymore. Ah. But yeah, anyway, Max. Well, um... <laughs> Cheers, Psy. Yeah. Let, let's uh, talk about this Gangnam Style. Look, look. New notebook. New notebook for this match today. I have to get it out of cellophane wrapper, and it's far too big. And everything. It's far too big for my desk, so it's causing me a bit of a problem. You could literally just put a notepad up on your screen, and it'd be right in front of you. We've covered this before, haven't we? Should we just move on? Um, (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Raw, again, I watched with my youngest daughter, who is becoming almost like my chain wrestling companion when watching the contests back. Um, and one of the first things I said to her was, this is awesome. This is my favorite raw intro with the music ah, and the, the, the music. Yeah, oh, yeah. Across the nation is a banger. Yes. Something underground they were called, the band. Yeah, the Union um, Underground. That's it. Yeah. Great, great video entrance to the show. Um, so many things that are of that time that you kind of take for granted now. Brock Lesnar's not long made his debut. Mm. Um, how young does he look oh crazy man no dick no dick sword tattoo no exactly um rick flair is on the show and he's still relatively how old does he look Uh, yeah (laughs) 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 oh um and then you get other little things as well like 
Gold Dust and Booker T tagging together on this show. And I forgot how great they were. That's pure comedy. It's fantastic. I mean, I didn't watch the whole show, uh, but what I did do is I watched some, uh, uh, I went to watch the early vignettes and the kind of promos. Mm-hmm. So I started yep. with the, I started with the, uh, Jeff Hardy one, uh, when he was being interviewed by, uh, um, Terry Runnels. Yeah. And very quickly, Max, also on, on the note of running through that stuff, Terry Runnels at times looks a little bit, shall we say, surgeried up, I guess, because she has had a lot done. You know, she's a very attractive woman. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it doesn't look quite as great as it does in other. In this instance, how great did Terry Reynolds look here? She looked fantastic. Yeah, she did. She really, really did. But going back to that that um, that promo, we should have seen the signs in two thousand two of a of a Jeff Hardy who had issues because this guy was on. He was on speed. He was definitely on some sort of uh, some sort of uh, illicit substance because he was crazy. He ran mm-hmm. up, he ran essentially up a, a metal frame, uh, climbed a ladder, stole a microphone, uh, spoke like really close into it so you could hear every single pop <laughs> of his voice, which is absolutely annoying, uh, and then ran off. Uh, you see him again later on when uh, Lita comes in wearing a net brace. Uh, hi, yeah. yes, yo, we're going to drive home, and you'll be the WWF undisputed champion. And then he punches a door and a wall, and then runs off again. A scream as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Rah! Rah! Um, but whilst watching them, I, I let the show uh, kind of play on, and that promo with Booker T. And and Goldust as Darth Vader, it's it's brilliant. I yeah. forgot all about that. Obi Book Kenobi is absolutely superb. Yeah, I'll, that was absolutely amazing. I forgot about it, and thank God this one. So I got to re revisit that because it was brilliant. Yeah, I suppose silver lining is mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so salty, so so salty. Oh. Um, you also get Vince McMahon talking to the Undertaker, don't you, backstage mm. before the match? Oh, yes, you do. And, and he's talking about um, future matches the Undertaker has always been asking for. He wants to face the Rock at Vengeance. He's wrestling Kurt Angle a few days after this on SmackDown. Um, so that would be the, the Thursday night, I guess, at this time frame. Um, and the Undertaker, uh, sorry, McMahon says, you've got the Rock at Vengeance, whether you're the champion or not. Mm-hmm. And Taker responds very sternly and upset about this, and says Jeff won't be able to stand after this match. Um, note I've got here, Mags, because essentially Taker was looking past Jeff. Yeah, he was looking at uh, uh, getting some revenge on Angle and getting uh, revenge on Rock for interfering in this match. And he'd been uh, leading up to this match; he'd been absolutely decimating Jeff Hardy for weeks. Uh, so yeah, he, he was looking past Jeff, and when Vince said whether you're the champion or not, oh, that was not a happy mm. Undertaker whatsoever. No, exactly, exactly. Um, doesn't the Undertaker look fantastic here, though? This 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 may be one of my favourite um, versions of the Undertaker. I Just, I mean, it. Dead Man Ink Undertaker, big, big. Big red, booger red, as uh, yeah. as uh, Jim Ross used to call him. Yeah, I, I love this version. 
I don't dislike any. I don't dislike any version really. I don't think there's been a bad version of the Undertaker. Maybe no, no. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, everyone's got its role. I mean, I suppose you do get the the stuff with the Ministry of Darkness. Sometimes gets a bit daft. Um, the old satanic silly beard. Um, the and, Tanner and beard, the, as I call it. The Tanner beard, yeah. Tanner's not allowed to do any shows on Radio Techers without wearing a hat anymore. That freaked me out. I didn't like that at all. Um, we get to the match then. Uh, and a lot has already been made throughout the show about Jeff Hardy being the underdog. Because obviously he's, he's in a tag team. He's much smaller. He's much lighter. Um, he's effectively this is his first world title match, as far as I can think. I can't imagine he would have had another at any stage. Yeah, um, and the Undertaker is the Undertaker, six foot ten or whatever he is, three hundred pounds broader, and he's got this nasty streak to him at the moment because effectively he's working heel and he's he's this he's this brute that's destroying everybody in front of him. Um, but there's that little undercurrent of oh yeah, but the Undertaker hasn't got to be pinned or be made to submit. Jeff's just got to climb the ladder and he's got experience in ladder matches. Undertaker's never been in a ladder match. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That was drilled into us uh, by by uh, uh, Taker's interview with with Terry Runnels. Uh, She mentions it. Uh, The the commentary mentioned it time and time again that Undertaker's never been in a ladder match. And Jeff, his career was built on ladder matches. So he was, his mindset was he was the favourite going into this. And it's Undertaker who, who has to kind of come out of his uh, comfort zone. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Um, the match starts with the Undertaker coming to the ring first, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a bit odd at the at that moment because he is the champion. But the start of the match then dictates that that maybe kind of had to happen because Jeff doesn't get straight in the ring; he dicks around on the Undertaker's motorbike for a bit to wind him up. Yeah, which then results in the Undertaker getting out the ring, and then Jeff drop kicking a ladder through the rope. Well, Jeff goes kind of through the ropes and drop kicks the ladder on the outside into the Undertaker, uh, mm-hmm. and we're off, Mags, aren't we? Off to the races. Uh, we get a bit of action uh, outside of the the ring before he actually uh, gets inside. But it, it, this match was certainly played for the majority of the time at an Undertaker pace rather than a Jeff Hardy pace. And um, I think uh, we were talking, we were talking like pre-recording uh, about how I- it doesn't age well for me. I remember like loving this match uh, mm-hmm. when it happened and watching it back. It was so slow. Yeah. The pace really of it was, was, was so slow. Even, even when uh, Undertaker's like laying in the big shots to, to Jeff Hardy, the shots are really, really slow. But there's some unique stuff. I mean, there's, there's a there's a part where the 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 legs of the ladder are on the apron, uh, and Undertaker puts uh, has Jeff in between the ladders, and he and he kind of like drops the leg and, uh, and catches Jeff in between, kind of like a, a ladder sandwich. So there's some there's some cool stuff like that. Um, we get some um, some um, farting uh, near the, the the announce table, and Jim Ross is kind of like trying to chastise. Undertaker whilst he's uh whilst he's beating uh Jeff up, but yeah, all the way through this match. I mean, we're, we're talking a 15 minute match, and it just felt like a drag. Yeah, it was very much, I suppose, a couple of real good moments. A couple, I suppose, the term is high spots, isn't it? I, I suppose, yeah, yeah. One, you know, a couple of high spots that were at either end of a, a, a slugfest 
and, and the Undertaker just beating up his much smaller opponent. I've got a note here saying that um, at one point it's basically a squash match. He's mm-hmm. he's just working the Undertaker um, over. I mean, one of the sorry, working one, Jeff Hardy over. Sorry, yeah, one of the the, the kind of most annoying things for for me uh, when it comes to ladder matches is when. Um, uh, uh, one of the opponents has the match won. He's climbing the ladder and then comes back down. And we see that fairly early on. Jeff Jeff Hardy is beat. He's on the floor. He's knocked out. Undertaker's there climbing the ladder. Simple, grab your title. You've won the match. Yeah. But but then he sees Jeff on the floor and thinks, "I'm gonna I'm gonna beat on beat up on him on him a little bit more." And then doesn't doesn't retain his title um, and goes to to beat up Jeff. It, it just doesn't make sense for me. No. I mean, I don't know the thing is, as well, Charlie pointed that out. The 11 year old watching this for the very first time pointed that out. And she said, why don't you just grab the belt and then beat him up after anyway? Exactly. I mean, the uh, the he did say he wanted to to leave Jeff uh, being unable to walk. I get that, but my my uh, exact mindset was was the same as Charlie. Get your towel, retain the, your belt, then go and whoop him. Mm-hmm. It works either way, but instead he the match continues because Undertaker climbs back down the ladder, which is yeah ri- ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. And again, that's when we get to the the sort of slow methodical pace with jeff occasionally um he has one moment where he tries to fight back throwing a lot of punches showing, well, showing a bit he, of fire it hits that whisper in the wind uh, yeah that's right which, which is uh is or uh, is always such an impressive move and it, it it felt like the typical david versus goliath uh kind of a uh, battle where he's just throwing punch after punch after punch and then taker just clocks him uh and it's game over again uh yeah. jeff Hardy's down on the floor uh, and he just absolutely just got decimated yeah exactly and, and that's kind of the, the the nature of the whole match isn't it really it's kind of I suppose in a way it does make sense because the Undertaker is a much bigger opponent and Jeff is the, the, the underdog as they've built him, I guess. So it does kind of make sense. But the pace of the match, I think you lose a bit to that. And I mean, I don't think there's much else for us to really actually cover with regards to the match itself. We get a massive kick in the nuts, which is that yeah. that looked pretty brutal. Uh, then uh, we see Jeff pull out the bigger ladder because you can't have a ladder match with a standard ladder. You've got to no, bring no. out the big guns. Uh, then Jeff does the old WWE uh, trick of uh, taking forever in a day to climb a ladder, even though he literally just threw a ladder in the, into the ring and, and, and ran from kicking the Undertaker in the nuts. But now he's uh, he's tired and he has to go up it slowly, slowly. Um, we get... Uh, it must take him ages to hang wallpaper. <laughs> you know? Or, or paint a, a, a kid's bedroom, perhaps. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get um, uh, Taker attempting a last round, which turns into... Uh, it, I think it was a Hurricane Rana, but it was one of the worst Hurricane Ranas that's ever happened in the history of the I've world. I've got the slowest Hurricane Rana I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was horrific. Uh, Jeff then climbs back up the ladder, uh, just about to get the belt. Undertaker uh, gets the gust of the last round again. And then uh, as he's uh, about to drop um, Jeff Hardy, Jeff grabs the, the chair and uh, hits Undertaker very well tap, tippy taps him with it the first time yeah. and then <laughs> thro- tap, yep. then throws the chair at him the second time 
Jeff, then this is the best part for me, and this is the part that will live in, in for me. The, the commentary makes this. It's uh, Jim Ross, go on, kid, climb the ladder, make mm-hmm. yourself famous. And that and that's uh, something that I sent to you in, in the DMs just yeah. to, to add to your salty, salty tears. Um, but, yeah, we then get a, a terrible choke slam. Uh, Undertaker retains... Goes to leave, uh, rides his back to the top, and then we get uh, a very garbled Jeff Hardy on 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 the microphone. I'm still standing. I'm still standing here, taking you. You haven't broken me. Yeah. So um, Taker's like, "Oh, you motherfucker! I am going to smash <laughs> you." Comes back down. Um, I think that's when he hits the the, the last ride. Goes off again. And Jeff's like, nope, still not broke, bitch. Come and get me, la, 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 la. Uh, and then uh, Taker picks him up and pats him on the head like a little lemmy. Yeah. Uh, good, good <laughs> boy, good boy. Uh, and then essentially that's Jeff. Jeff Hardy's a made man. Yeah. Um, um, there's a few things. First of all, the commentary is fantastic. You're right. I, I'm really mm-hmm. glad you about it because I took, even though I got a nose about it, I completely forgot. So I'm really glad you brought that up. I climb the ladder, kid, make yourself famous, and so on. Jim Ross at his absolute best. Mm-hmm. Also, when they get the big ladder out, Jerry Lawler says something along the lines of, <laughs> what's, he got, what's he got that for? And Jim Ross is like, what do you think he's got it for? To paint his garage? Like, just Jim Ross is fun. I, I love Jim Ross so much. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um I mean, all the way through the match, he was brilliant. I mean, yeah. like, do you have to end this kid's career? This is this is uh, out of order. Um, you don't need to destroy him. Uh, just win the damn match, stuff like that. He, he was really caping for Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, does anyone in the chat or, or yourself, Magsy, know what the Mandela effect is? This That is where you uh, remember something that didn't actually happen. Yeah. And I've got that with this match. Unless this has been edited, I thought, and I, I swear now, I, I, I was adamant. Like, when I couldn't, there's no deviation in my mind from this memory at all. Even now, to the point of I'm thinking, now what I just watched was wrong. I remember it being something else. When Taker came back down to the ring, I thought he beat him up some more and left again and did it a couple of times. He, the, I only remember him coming back, doing the the last ride, then like getting on his back, riding off, and then essentially walking back down to the ring and going to to lamp it, lamp Jeff, uh, and then seeing basically looking him eye to eye and saying essentially you're one tough son of a bitch uh, and raising his arm up. Um, See, I remember it being he did he did the last ride, and then he went up to the top of the ramp on his bike. And then Jeff basically provoked him, so we come back down. And then he destroyed him some more. And I can even really vividly in my mind's eye picture him using a chair to lever the crap out of him and then going again. And then him getting up. And then Jim Ross on commentary going, stop it, Jeff. Enough. Stop it. But to me, that uh, is so strange. But to me, that that's what happened. I think you are you kind of like mixing in some of the earlier matches in in this kind of mini feud. Um, Taker had been wailing on Jeff Hardy for a few weeks. Okay, this match, so I think it's just like memories all meshing together. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so when I watched this back today, and and it was one last ride, and then he comes back and he basically says, "Oh, well done, kid," sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
that almost and again it's my own mind playing tricks on me that almost took the edge off what i was watching because i expected more that wasn't there if that makes sense yeah absolutely so you you remembered it differently and when it wasn't what you remembered mm. it, it was not good and and to be fair it it isn't that good looking back on it um as as a match um in in the moment i remember being kind of really invested in it but going back and watching it yeah it was it was a it was a slog it was a slog to watch. Yeah, it weren't it weren't great. We got a comment here actually from Scottish Dunny saying he thinks we're onto something. Have to dig out the old DVDs. Yeah, it, let it, us Maxie's Maxie's probably right. I probably I'm just being a bit tapped. No, but, in the but definitely like. definitely uh, uh check if you if you've got this uh, this episode. Uh yeah, definitely let us know. And uh, mm. because the WWE are revisionist when it comes to, to the history. Uh I mean I remember uh the, the theme tune that Undertaker came down to, and I was ready to sing it, sing along with you gone in now. They didn't play the words. Gonna made a big mistake. Yeah, you didn't get the words. It was just the, the music, and I was, I was fuming. Yeah, that's happened on a few of them because, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's the fella's name? Wrote loads of the music. Oh, uh, Jim Johnston. Yeah, he owns the rights specifically to the words for that one, but the music is mixed by somebody else, so they could use yeah. the music, and oh, I hate it. Same as the, the biggest one for me is Hogan at WrestleMania 18 when he comes out to the NWO music and the crowd are going batshit crazy. Um, no, it comes out to Hendrix, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, the crowd go crazy, but they can't use that, so we've had to overdub it, and the crowd's not as good, and it just ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But there we go. Um, I don't remember this. I, I remember this being much better than it was watching it mm-hmm. back today. So... Don't want to say I told you so, but you should have heard. Hold on. Um, <laughs> but, that, but that's that's something that's uh, kind of like uh, a mindset that goes around with the, the attitude here and the ruthless aggression here that it's not as good as we actually remember it. Mm. It was uh, there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit in the in those yeah. days. Uh, but I, watching it as uh live as it happened i was way more invested than than going back to watch it yeah i felt i felt like i would have preferred to watch bulldog versus Bret Hart from uh SummerSlam mm. 1992 yeah my wife in the in the chat saying there she mentioned at the time when we had it on that she um she thought that they cut she wondered if they had cut it potentially maybe they have um scottish danny you, you that's it you're, you could be our that's guy in the field work. now that's your whole yeah, work, danny you're now officially the chain wrestling investigative reporter. Yeah. Go and ha- go and find this out for us, Danny. Okay, um, Magsy, out of ten, mate. What we thinking? Yeah, this was it was not good, not good to to revisit. It's kind of ruined a, a, a great memory I had uh, of of this moment of this match. But we have watched a lot worse. Um, we have. So I'm going to go straight down the middle. I'm going to give this a five. A five? Mm. Really? You d- you didn't you you didn't enjoy it that much? Yeah, it's. I think I I enjoyed the memory of it way more. And when it didn't kind of match up with that, yeah, it's a uh, it's. Uh, yeah, I can't, okay, yeah. I can't give it more than a five. You know, that's the same as what we gave the straight jacket steel cage match between Booker T and Scott Steiner in our very very first episode. I'm not surprised if they, this had if this had uh, a superhuman strength straight jacking, it may have got a six. 
reinforced cloth with Scott Steiner yes. just muscling <laughs> out of it like the beast he is. Uh, yeah, my wife bought me a Scott Steiner action figure the other day. Oh, what did you do wrong to get that? Nothing. Shut- what is wrong? Oh, she also bought me a Paul Orndorff one, complete with robe with Mister Wonderful on the back. Oh, that's, that's actually really cool. That's cool. Um, I'm actually going to mark it higher than you, Max. Wow. I don't think. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think it's great, but it's not. There's a few moments in there that are quite cool. I like Jeff messing around on Taker's bike. I like the undertaker's sort of i suppose i don't know how to word it the leg drop he does when he's on the apron and his opponent is sort of hanging over the edge but yeah. jeff's in the ladder so he kind of makes a jeff hardy sandwich i think um jerry laura says that was quite a cool spot yeah especially with uh the fact that one of the the legs of the ladder was over the bottom rope so it kind of sprung up and down mm. with, with the bounce of the rope yeah yeah and the moment where the ladder again in that same sort of area uh, over the bottom rope was used as almost like a an old-fashioned springboard like you used to get in the old swimming baths that sort of fired Jeff over the top rope and so on. I thought that was quite unique as well. It was. I mean, there were some interesting moments in it, but my memory of it was so much better that it ended up being a drab disappointment. Yeah, see, that's that's where it's not going to score massively high with me. I remember it being... I was expecting to watch this back and give it an eight, eight and a half or something, thinking it was going to be that good, you know, but it, there was enough there to entertain me. There was enough there to entertain Charlie, which is a big thing for me when I'm watching these matches back, but I can't really go above a six and a half. Um, wow. That's still a quite a difference. It is. It is purely because I, I think a five is just like really meh, really there's nothing there for me, but there was a bit there for me still. With a couple of the spots with the ladder in the ropes and so on. So I think a six, six and a half, probably probably six and a half, I think, Magsy. Okay. I mean, that's fair. No worries. Um, the big thing we come to now is where do we go next? So we will normally go to Mr. Mags first and we will do that again. Um, and yeah, so Magsy, tell us what's going to win this week's poll. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so I was actually contemplating using uh, the ladder as as the as the the, the link uh, because um, I'm definitely going to check back in the Radio Techers archives. We had a really cool conversation about uh, NXT over the weekend mm-hmm. and one of the the matches that that I put forward of, that people should definitely go on and revisit was the the six man ladder match uh, for the uh, the inaugural uh, North American uh, Championship. No way, really. Yeah, I know that's I know that's not what you're choosing, but it's really funny you bring that up. Okay, so that that's obviously means it's your choice. It's not, no, but it's one okay. that the wife absolutely adores and has yeah. said that she wants to rewatch at some stage. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's for me that is almost for for, for how much can go wrong in a ladder match and uh, all the kind of moving parts with with six people. I think that that could very well be a perfect ladder match. But I didn't want to keep going on on the ladder match uh, kind of theme. I also wanted to maybe visit um, the hardest, and I'm going to go back to when they returned at WrestleMania 33. Um, oh, what a, that, what a that, reaction. But that was also a ladder match, and I thought oh. this, it's, it's, it's too similar. Um, but then I thought, I actually want to keep going down the road that we're going here. So I'm actually sticking with this very storyline, this very kind of a okay. um, 
this uh, this era. I'm going to go less than three weeks after this match. Um, I'm going to go to Vengeance, the pay-per-view, where Undertaker, who was in this turd of a match, actually has one of his highest-rated um, matches um, uh, as, as stated by Pimple Dick himself, Dave Meltzer. He has a, a four-and-a-half-star match in the main event. Uh, and we we hear on this Raw that it's going to be against The Rock. But later on in in, in uh, the build-up to, to Vengeance, um, Angle uh, basically has a, a, a title match against, uh, against uh, Taker where um, Taker taps out at the same time as he pins Angle, which means it's essentially a draw. So Vince adds angle to this match. So we've got a three-way uh, uh, match for the uh, for the undisputed uh, title of Undertaker, Kurt Angle, and The Rock. So I think I would like to visit that. It's uh, from the Joe Lewis Arena, uh, 21st of July, 2002. Uh, Avengers, um 2002, The Rock, versus Undertaker versus Kurt Angle for the undisputed WWE Championship. Why? Well, I'll show you. And I'll tell you what, that, that again, I know I seem to say it most weeks because I watch a lot of non-WWE matches from different eras and uh, much further back in time, I guess. But that is a match that I have probably not seen since it aired. Mm, so yeah. that that is going to be... That's going to be mind blowing if that wins. I'll say, if who am I kidding? If when, it wins, when, when it wins, <laughs> uh, see, I'm torn now, Mags. Um, I'm torn because I was going to go with something that I personally love, and it's a big, big hitter because I thought I'm going to give it one last, one last big hitter. Um, to try and compete for your selections, Magsy. But then now I've, I've kind of been thrown a little bit of a curveball by the wife. Uh, no, see, there she is now in the, in the thread. In the you thread guaranteed, you're guaranteed a vote because I've swerved uh, Mrs. P. She thought I was she was getting that match and I pulled the old switcheroo. I've got the rug from under her feet and I picked a, <laughs> a different match. So if you want to guarantee at least one vote, Mm, then, uh, interesting. You know what to do, so you know what to do. Mm. Massage that electorate. I'm going to go with my choice, mate. I'm not going to change my mind <laughs> part of the way through. Part of the way through a show. Um, but how? How's about we try this on? How about we have a freeway? And we let my wife choose a match. Mm. I don't think is very often I'm going to say to you, Mags. How about we have a freeway and speak about my wife? That's a completely different podcast. Um, <laughs> But how about wow. we have my choice, your choice, and this ladder match the wife is mentioning and see where we go? I, I mean, I like the idea of it, but I think we may uh, we may be kind of like usurped by, by um, Sharon. I think she's more of a star of this show than we are, and it might hurt our, our very fragile egos. You reckon? But do it. So, okay, <laughs> okay. Because so, uh, because she wants to be in a three-way. She does. Apparently. She says right there, I'm going to be in a three-way, little smiley face. Uh, oh, is that a smiley face? My eyes are bad. No, it's not a smiley face. I take that it's back, the, my love. It's the wink. <laughs> is it the wink? That's a very I tiny. Don't know. 
Uh, my choice is very, very straightforward, okay, to go up against the NXT ladder match and the amazing triple threat at Vengeance 2002. My choice is using The Undertaker as the link, and it's potentially one of the greatest matches of all time with one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I want to go to WrestleMania 25 and I want to watch Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Is is only a five-star match as well. Yeah, so that's my choice. That's that's where I want to go. Um, Still what, a pick? Why? Three incredible, incredible contests that we could have a look at on the poll. Uh, we have the triple threat from Vengeance 2002. Undertaker versus Kurt Angle versus The Rock. Um, rated really, really highly by well by everyone i guess people in the chat are commenting saying how amazing it, it is um a little bit of a curveball a little bit of a swerve that me and magsy just decided at the very last minute i mean, i did kind of put you on the spot I mean, mags i do apologize for that ironic that the the match i put forward was was a, going to be a one-on-one and vince mcmahon inserted kurt angle so oh why look at that level brilliant we're so good at this podcasting shit mate <laughs> Uh, so we have the uh, Triple Threat at Vengeance 2002, Undertaker versus Kurt Angle versus The Rock. We have the six-man ladder match for the North American title, Magsy, wasn't it? it was. From NXT. Um, show an event I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, New Orleans, I think. Ten New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. But I mean, all that will be put up on the social medias and so on with the accurate descriptions and that, because I'll just ask Magsy again. Um, <laughs> and lastly, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25, which is my option, which I plead everyone to vote for because I've not won a poll in ages. I need a win. And there's a strong possibility I might just retire if yeah. this doesn't happen. We're not. None of us are going to win. We're I said I might that. just. Re- I might just retire, and uh, if that's the case, the wife will just step in, like you said earlier, Maggie. Yeah. She's really. Wor- she's already worked her way onto the pole. You know, <laughs> just that's it. It's baby steps. That's it. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie, then, mate. There we go. There's our options for this week's poll. Um, Mags, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you on the old interweb machines? Yes, you can definitely find me down here on the Twitter at Podfather Mags. Uh, in terms of content, I'm all over the shop, heavily involved uh, here at Radio Techers, where you'll find me on the, the, the weekend watch-alongs, doing uh, a lot more kind of short-form content, uh, covering MMA. Uh, you'll find me, obviously, on Chain Wrestling next week. Uh, yeah, so definitely tune in and, and definitely check out uh, A Change in Attitude over on Chairshot, where Tanner uh, and Ore and myself are, are looking back at the Attitude Era of WWF, and uh, and yeah, kind of we, we're going through a rough patch now. Uh, mid nineteen ninety six, we're getting to the good stuff though, so I'll definitely start tuning in. Yeah, mid ninety six, mate. But I mean, that that makes for great content as well, though. When you've got some ropey stuff to watch, perhaps going forward, we should do that again. Where we had an audio only show a while back, where we both decided we're picking something rubbish because everyone's been been too lucky to watch good matches maybe that's something we can do in a future week we'll, we'll see I, I, I have the joy of sometime this week watching in your house man games so mind games what's the main event of mind games is that that's uh sean michaels versus mankind yeah that's good that that one match is good the rest of yeah. the card is i mean you've got savio vega versus bradshaw oh dude yes. yeah 
that sounds harsh okay <laughs> but please do go check out a change in attitude uh with tanner mags and ori i really enjoy the show i bloody love it and watching along with the the roars and and, and the the pay-per-views and so on and the format of each week the three of you take it in turns to to host and have your own different segments. I think it's I think it's bloody brilliant, Max. It's a really unique oh, way much. of doing it. Really good. So I really implore everyone listening, watching, playing the show back, whatever, to check out that. You'll find the social media links to that w- with Magsy himself, and I'll retweet it from the Chain Wrestling account as well. You can find me at SJP Words on Twitter. Please keep an eye out there. The return of yeah, just just I've gone the wrong way again. Why do I always go the opposite? This is backwards, like a mirror in this camera, isn't it? There it is. If, it, if you had fingers that were all thumbs, you'd be able I'd, to. I'd get be like it. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yes, you can find me at SJP Words on Twitter. Um, please do give that a follow and keep an eye out because the SJP Wrestling Pod is coming back very, very soon, and I hope everyone's <laughs> looking forward to that. I've missed doing the show for the last few weeks, whilst real life and other things have got in the way. Looking forward to it coming back, and also the Waiting Room, a show about Quantum Leap. I'm doing with our good buddy Benny. Um, people know him on Chain Wrestling as Benny, the voiceover guy. Top, top bloke. We've got four or five episodes in the bank already. Really good time. Um, and you I can can't find... wait to hear that. I mean, uh, you, that's going to be on Radio Techers, but I yes. actually really am excited to, to hear uh, what you guys have come up with there. And I want to praise Benny as well. Very much, very much like yourself, Max, with regards to the technical side of this show. Benny is the one in, is doing the editing, the sound, the music, and all that sort of stuff. I'm literally just there to watch Quantum Leap uh, and talk about it. So I want to praise Benny as much as possible. The guy's been fantastic. Benny, you know, I appreciate you. Let's keep it up, mate. I'm really enjoying doing the show with you. Mm-hmm. You can find Chain Wrestling at chain underscore wrestling on instagram facebook and twitter chuck it all a follow the poll will always remain on twitter so set yourself up a twitter account if you haven't already got one just for that um i'm off now to make 400 fake twitter accounts and use them all to vote for me in the poll magsy i'll speak to you next week my friend bye-bye